Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Think Gold Media. I am your host, Ivory Frimpong, and here on the Think Gold Podcast, I interview guests who come from all walks of life. We talk about topics ranging from spirituality and the deeper meaning behind life, all the way to topics like dealing with adversity and overcoming failure. Ultimately, my goal is to reach beyond social norms and have conversations with people that you wouldn't normally hear on a daily basis. If I can inspire one person, just one person to take away something from this episode, then this platform has done its job. If this is your first time tuning in, I welcome you to the Think Gold family, and I urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at Think Gold Media. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode, and Think Gold. So today on the podcast, we have a set of twins joining us today, Erica and McKenna. So Erica is a recent graduate from the University of Maryland. She actually played rugby there. McKenna, on the other hand, is a recent graduate from UMass. They both grew up playing sports all their lives, very active. And you know what's special about this is it's really just a conversation between me and them. And you kind of jump in here in the middle of it, which is cool. But I think you guys will really enjoy this one. They're both awesome people. They both are aspiring entrepreneurs. And I think... You know, as we are working to bridge the gap between, you know, our generation and, you know, personal growth, I think it's important to see and hear insights from people that just don't sound like me and talk like me, but, you know, that we're hearing conversations from women, you know, from diverse backgrounds. So I think this is going to be an amazing episode. Without further ado, I'm going to take you guys inside the conversation between me, Erica, and McKenna. Think old. The whole premise of this podcast right? I really want to inspire conversations that like people wouldn't normally hear, right? And I think for me, it's like, like a lot of times we have conversations and it's so surface level, but we don't ever get to go like beneath that. So I would love to hear that story. Yeah. And I want to get into this because I feel like a lot of people, but specifically women my age uh, can relate to. So freshman year, my So starting high school, senior year, summer, I wasn't doing any sports anymore. I wasn't active at all. I never went to the gym, period. And when I did, I maybe did once or twice, like my senior year, but it was just, I just like walked on the treadmill. I had no no idea uh, about anything regarding weightlifting. Yeah, I should preface it with saying that we were really active in high school. Yeah, very active. Like we played a sport every season. So the transition to college and not doing anything was really weird, but also I didn't pay any t- attention to it. I kind of just went with it. Uh, mm. My freshman year, me and my roommate went out probably four nights a week on weeknights, like all the wow. time. Uh, I was eating like three really big meals a day in the uh, the dining hall, which that's not bad, but I just didn't know anything about portions or what I should like what I could I don't know just I didn't know anything about food or anything like that I didn't pay any attention to it and then when I would go out I would eat um like literally a full pizza at 1 a.m I would get candy from the 7-eleven nearby enjoying college of course having fun but 
when I got home, I feel like everything kind of fell apart from comments from um, just people and my family. So mm. my brother literally, as soon as I got home was like, mom said you got really fat. And I was like, damn. And I remember like I ran downstairs and McKenna was listening to music and I was just bawling my eyes out. Cause so the previous night before this, uh, I went out with all, we were meeting all my friends from high school up um, at UMass Lowell actually. And I was getting dressed and I was not happy with what I was wearing at all or how I looked. I felt like, it, like just very gross about myself. Hmm. Um, and I was really insecure. And I cried that night about just like how I looked. Um, and I felt a lot bigger than McKenna. I felt a lot bigger than my friends. And I thought, so our town is very superficial um, in the way that people do care about how you look. It's a very common thing for people to comment like, oh, did you see that person gained a ton of weight when they went to school? Something oh. like that. Um, which other words, insecure people. Yeah, insecure people. But also it's like, I just was so thinking about that made me so upset uh, whether or not people were saying stuff or not. But in my head, that was what was happening. Uh, so fast forward to whatever, what I was just saying about my brother. Um, I was bawling my eyes out. We were meeting my grandparents out. And I remember crying like still when we got to see them. And my grandmother was like, oh, like, I'm so happy to see you. I'm going to cry too. And she just had no idea what was going on. And then after that, I like that weekend, I... It couldn't even I I was literally like at a loss for I don't know how to word this I'm like nervous now talking about this um and as soon as the the recording starts I know because I was talking about this before and, um but it is hard to talk about because it was such no, a it's, it's definitely got to be tough to talk about because that's like some of your darkest most insecure moments right there yeah and... no it was it was that for sure and it led into such um just a really, really dark time for me. Uh, my friends from school, someone suggested, my roommate actually, she suggested this and she always says to this day, that was the worst thing she could have done. Um, some girls from high school downloaded my fitness pal and she brought it up to me and was like, they use this a lot. In my fitness pal, it works for, I don't know, do you know what my fitness pal is? Or I, feel for like I've heard, that, I feel like I've heard of it, but. So for people that um, don't know about it. It's a track. It's a tracking app for calories. Uh, you can put in your weight, height, things like that, and it'll calculate how much, how many calories you should be eating a day. But you can also set it to, oh, I want to lose this much weight in this much time. So this was like extreme, and this is like a trigger warning for. So people. I can put in a hundred pounds in ten days. Like it will set something up for me to. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. You could do anything. Um, and I don't, I didn't do hundred. There's no one, one rich cracker for breakfast every morning. Like how do you, how does that work? No, literally that's what, I mean, that's what it would be. That's unrealistic. Anyway, I don't think I, I, I don't remember what I put, but I set it to the lowest possible setting I could. Um, and yeah, I don't even, it doesn't even matter to get into it, but basically, um, I developed an eating disorder. I was really unhappy. I stopped going out because I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want the extra calories. I wouldn't go to restaurants that didn't have calorie count on them. Um, I started making up excuses for not wanting to go to things if it involved like any sort of eating or drinking. And I would just say like, I didn't feel good or something like that. Um, and I was so mad at everybody. And I 
literally like hated everyone and I hated myself. It was just so unhealthy. Um, also for not eating, you're just so irritable. That's exactly um, what it was. I didn't have any energy. So I was, and I was still going to the gym. I lost an immediate amount of weight. And then when I went home, my family almost supported that, which wow. fed into it even more. Um, like my extended family was like, oh, wow, you lost a lot of weight. Like you look a lot better. Just things like that, that kind of made it worse. And this is a very common thing that I hear amongst other women. Um, I think it's everyone a- compliments weight loss, but you never actually really know why someone lost weight. You know, it could be because of an illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a generational thing too. I think older women, uh, when they were when they were young, as young as us, they saw things in so it wasn't social media at the time, but it was ads that were trying to get them to be yeah I was trying it was promoting being as skinny as you could be so obviously it's I don't blame them directly for it it's just a societal thing and unfortunately it can be like basically passed down um and yeah so I don't blame them for it it was just really hard because it just fed into the problem even more um um Erica sorry McKenna similar story there because you guys are twins right i'm sure the story can't be exactly the same the crazy thing was is we were on like opposite sides of the spectrum so when i started at uri i was in a relationship and he was still in high school and i was just so anxious like i think just and depressed honestly like starting a new school people just don't tell you really what's coming you think it's going to be a good time and everything but nobody kind of tells you about the loneliness you can experience and if you're not an athlete I mean I think it's a completely different life that you probably experienced at a school if you're an athlete because you're constantly doing things and surrounded by people not that that's not hard in a a different way it totally is um but having a schedule of an average college student you have a lot of gaps honestly in the day that high school did not bring you and high school we're constantly going from classes to sports and whatever else and when I got there I was so anxious that it really affected my appetite so honestly I didn't eat that much and it wasn't because I was trying to look a certain way it was genuinely because I, I couldn't physically eat like I was just not hungry So because of that, I started to lose a lot of weight and all of this in between, I was, I was still pretty active. I kind of like found, I guess, a passion for running at the time. Where'd that go? Yeah. Which is so weird now because I'm not a runner at all. Like I I don't even, I don't even really walk as much anymore in the gym. Not that walking's good, but I just don't really run anymore. It's just not something I enjoy as much. Well, your roommate at the time was a big runner. I think that helped you too. Yeah, she was. And we would run like literally six miles on the treadmill and I would watch The Bachelor. And um, I would go to fitness classes there. And I actually started a a club volleyball team at URI. Um, Like the student government because we didn't have one and it was only the one team that they had. So I was kind of involved in that and just nothing was helping. So uh at the end of the year when I decided to transfer that's when like I started having like lots of because of this restriction I started having lots of like gastrointestinal issues so I would weirdly get super bloated though even though I wasn't eating that much and um 
lots of things going on with my stomach that would also cause like pain and stuff. So it was just a whole mix of things really that caused this restriction and for me to lose weight. And I was getting so many compliments for it too, which is crazy. Hmm. So in like, if you look at comparing us two as well, like me losing weight and Erica gaining weight, like the comparison was just horrible. Like, because we're twins and we've been compared our whole lives and now all of a sudden we have different bodies yeah and I think that really fed into my insecurity especially like the initial time I came home uh freshman year I was like oh my god there was like a significant difference and I knew I just know that people were saying stuff so how we kind of healed our relationship with food and I just say I I was doing like I was listening to podcasts like dietitians and people like eating disorder dietitians basically that help people heal and there's so much that's what's so great about social media and podcasts is there's so much free information out there and I came across this book I think it was called life without ed and it was eating disorder like stood for eating disorder basically and it kind of talked about separating your your thoughts from who you are so it's kind of like Mm. you are your thoughts like if you have these say you're eating something and all of a sudden all these negative thoughts come in your head like oh you're fat don't eat that it's gross like that's trash whatever and you're truly trying to heal like you want to separate yourself from those thoughts and be like no that that's not me saying that that's coming from like society it's not real that is um I think that's something that's been a a big part of me and what I've did playing football right and and being in sports is I don't know if you guys meditate at all but the whole premise of of meditating is literally like you have the most craziest thoughts that come to your mind and you're just like you're trying not to associate with them and to the point where your just mind is just completely blank and then when your mind is like completely blank is like when you feel the freest you feel the most clear you feel the most calm um because I mean we all deal with self-doubt and just like once you feed into it it's just like oh, you just start judging the heck out yourself. And it's like, it just stacks mm-hmm. onto it. Mm-hmm. And um, that is definitely, what was that book called? It says it was- Life Without Ed. and Life yeah, like, Without Ed. Yeah, like you said, I mean, that's a big strategy for anxiety. You know, like we can't always associate with our thoughts. We can't go down that rabbit hole. At yeah. some point, kind of just have to be like, that's not me. Hmm. Like, this isn't who I am. I always hear this too, is like anxiety is fear of the future and depression is thinking too much about the past, right? And that always resonated with me when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling depressed. It's like I'm either thinking about the past or I'm thinking about the future. And then when you just kind of focus on the here and now to your point, it's like, what am I even worrying about, you know? And that's not to say clinical depression, but like, yeah, I think that's just so true. I also feel like the mo when I struggled the most, it was when I wasn't as busy and had, and I would be like by myself a lot and just not doing anything for me. And then once I started um, like walking a lot more, I started going to the gym. I like was able to turn that, time alone into something that I was doing positively for myself Mm. so I feel like that also helped me 
what was the biggest motivator to turn to turn both your guys's path around did you guys have like a mentor in your corner was it like each other that you guys leaned on like yeah I feel like it was each other honestly Uh, I definitely wouldn't be where I am without having McKenna there for me um, Mm -hmm. especially when it was really bad wow what about you Hmm. I feel like I'm definitely not you (laughs) <laughs> it's like I'll be fine without you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be one thing, right? I th- I think it's not one thing all the time. It's accumulation of things at, at certain points, right? I know, and it's so hard when you've reached a certain point and you're like, "Wow, I'm here." I can't even imagine like being yeah. in that place still, which is such a great so feeling true. when you when you know when you know you've healed. But actually, I should say, I mean, I saw a therapist like all through college and everything. And that definitely really helped with my anxiety. Um, It definitely helped at URI. So definitely recommend therapy, but it's hard for people to find a good one sometimes. So it it does take work. Hmm. So on your way to, sorry to get you off there, on your way to like becoming now like fitness professionals, and I feel like you guys have definitely grown since then mentally, right? And you guys have come to understand what it means to to live healthy, right? How do you, how, well, like what advice do you have for someone in your shoes to go about that situation now in a better way? Because for instance, like, okay, like, all right, it's body positivity, but like at the end of the day, it's all about feeling good, right? But then you want to like feel healthy as well, right? So it's like a combination of like being comfortable in your skin versus when to know when to get on that diet. But yeah, like what's that, what's that advice to, you know, young women that were in your position to now getting back on track? So if you are serious about healing, you have to do the work. You can't be in between. For example, for a while, we were in an in-between phase where we were... Even when we had the fitness account. Yeah, we were. We started our fitness account even still. Like, we we got... We ditched, in quotations, my fitness pal, but we were, like, on our calculator sometimes or doing the calculations mentally in our head. And you really have to put in the work to ditch all of that if you want to heal because you can't be half and half. Yeah. Because you'll just go back to it. You'll yeah. just go back to old habits. It's one thing with eating disorders too, um, is it's very like it's very easy to go back. It's very it's not a linear path ever, like that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. It's always back and forth. It's never it's never gonna be completely perfect. Um, but now it's obviously we've come so far and I'm so happy with that. Um would you say it's more of like a mental health issue when it comes to like the driving factors behind wanting to eat a lot or wanting to eat less a hundred percent it's all a mental game you can't you have to have like a healthy relationship with food and that's what it comes down to I mean this whole thing doesn't apply to like bodybuilders and people that are competing that sort of stuff um like that's a whole other topic and I know you mentioned body positivity and I know people have different opinions about that and everything, but the whole thing that started body positivity 
is, you know, you can still have change your like lifestyle factors and have healthy habits Mm. and not be in a smaller body. So, and just because you look a certain way, just because you look super skinny does not mean you're healthy by any means, just because you're a little, you don't fit what's, um, like an average body type, you're a little overweight. That doesn't also doesn't mean you're unhealthy. Hmm. That's the idea behind it. Right. Um, so Erica, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Basically what we're saying is health doesn't equal your weight status. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I was going to ask you, Erica, um, you know, when you talk about that judgment that you felt, right. And you kind of feeling insecure about what other people are saying about you. And you start to kind of like take that in and say, ask yourself probably like, is this true? Like, am I actually like this? Um, And I, and I guess like we all have kind of fear of what other people think about us. Right. So like how, what tips and advice do you have for people dealing with that? And have you, I guess, how have you grown past that phase of, you know, maybe not caring as much as if people are saying, Hey, you know, Erica, you look overweight. How do you like deal with just blocking that off? What advice do you have for women that deal with that? That sounds, that sounds so difficult because it's so hard to, especially when it's people that are close to you saying it and not, yeah. they weren't intentionally hurting you. You know what they're saying is somewhat true. I guess, yeah, let me reframe that question. I guess, how do you stay confident when you have that outside noise? Like, how do you remain confident within yourself? funny because I feel like my friends have always been like you're so confident you're always so confident your presence I think it just comes with so when I started my fitness journey I would literally recommend finding a hobby finding a passion that you can focus on um like for me obviously it was fitness and I found myself completely through it um And it made me so confident in myself. And that's why, so like I initially was the one that wanted to do the account. And when we started the account, what, three years ago now, we were not at the point we were. We were not um, in a perfect mindset with fitness. We weren't in a perfect mindset with our nutrition by any means. I mean, we still aren't. No, um, but we're so much better now. And also we're just so much more knowledgeable. We're definitely healed. Yeah. So... But that wouldn't, like, that wouldn't have happened. I feel like, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, just staying confident, tips for staying confident. So just. I, yeah, just, I focused, I focused on what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's really at the end of the day, like, I feel like I've learned so much especially in my job now too, you cannot please everyone. Like no matter what we do or say, not everybody, everybody's going to have something to say, whether that's positive or negative and not all of our content is going to apply to everyone. And at the end Mm. of the day, people that are saying things about my body, that's them. That's on them because that's just like showing how insecure they are. Yeah. It's not really a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of who they are. And like, if our bodies are what people are judging, like, what does that say about them? You know, there's so much more to life than yeah, how we fit in our clothes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's crazy because like I'm a guy talking to you guys about this, right? So this is I feel like this isn't really something that 
on our side, we're very aware of, right? And I'm guilty because I got two little sisters and the amount of times that I've called them chubby or like said, you know, a dumbass remark, like not knowing the effect that has on their mind. Like that's just something that comes from ignorance on, I feel like on a lot of guys ends, right? And yeah. so I think it's important to to have this conversation to understand. And um, one thing too is, I was talking to a, another guest I had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Jill and mm-hmm. she's starting her own um, life coaching program. And she's an amazing person, uh, amazing soul. She's just a really cool person. And one of the things that we talk about on that podcast, like dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety. Um, and we also started talking about like, I guess, navigating social media as a as a female and how that can be really tough because you're constantly comparing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and being that you guys have a fitness brand, Right. Like, I'm sure that's kind of magnifying, magnified even a little bit more. Um, I guess, like, how do you, you know, when you're seeing Instagram models, Instagram influencers, like, how do you keep a level head and not want to, like, get anxious or, you know, want to feel like you want to be in their position? I think if someone or an account is making you feel worse in any way or you find yourself comparing I think you should just unfollow them honestly Mm. yeah like in most cases and we try to be as real as possible on our account we try to post the realistic pictures we try to do posed and not pose like relaxed photos we I also posted a video about this the other day about not even just fitness influencers but influencers in general micro micro influencers on tiktok posting plastic surgeries that they've gotten and this unrealistic expectation that everybody has this amount of money to be doing the same things. Uh, How relatable really, how relatable are fitness or or bigger fitness influencers and micro influencers on TikTok? They make thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars from advertisements. And then they get to use that money to pay for things like lip filler, boob jobs, stuff like that. And it's like, then you have these girls um, our age or their age still commenting, being like, I'm really interested in doing this. Literally, like, I've seen it so many times now. And it's like, we cannot compare ourselves to them. They're not on the same level as us. And if, like, I'm all for whatever you want to do with your own money, of course. Like, In your body. Yeah. Um, that's to each you their do. own. As long as, like, I'm really big on... Um, just being real with your followers and mm. telling them what you're doing. So they're not thinking that this is something that they can attain naturally uh, or sure. obtain themselves without the problem without is, having that money. The problem is, is that when you're telling people, like, for example, we saw this influencer talking about her liposuction and she's really, really thin. Yeah. She's it's like, very small yeah, like around being real, but she's also normalizing it. Mm. And that's yeah. not helpful. I think the best, going back to your question, the best piece of advice that we could give in terms of consuming social media is take it with a grain of salt. Hmm. Don't compare yourself to their picture because it's probably not how they look like relaxed, you know, like don't compare your relaxed body to how someone looks like in a posed picture that they chose to like chose to post. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. And you really just never know what they've done, uh, whether that's surgery or whether they're taking steroids, things like that. So 
Well, it's true. It's it's almost like don't, I mean, even when it comes to like, you're looking at millionaires on social media, like don't, you know, envy their position because you don't know what they're dealing with. Right. So that kind of thing. Um, But hey, I want to shift gears here kind of. So we're all, (laughs) we're all college educated, right? One thing I think is that you guys want to be entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, definitely. Is that kind of the goal there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that's true, I guess I would say with starting your your page, what's the next step for Move With Me? And where do you guys go from here? You know, five, 10 years, 15 years from now, like where do you see this getting into? So I, right now, my current job, I do online fitness and obviously this account kind of as my side hustle technically right now and then my full-time job is as a nutritionist for like a low-income government welfare program and I train also in the morning so I train in person at a gym usually at like 6 a.m 7 a.m okay I gotta stop you right there because I saw your post yesterday (laughs) now that you're talking about this I've identified that it was you McKenna about how you woke up at 5 30 in the morning yeah so I had I woke up at five that morning and I trained someone at six and then I had to go straight to my work conference usually I trained two people but I didn't have time because the conference was at eight and then normally I would go to like a nine to five and then I had three clients at the end of the day so I trained like wow. a double session which I had to go straight there because I just didn't have time. And then I had to train another person after that. So I ended up getting out at, I don't know, I think I got home at 8 p.m. last night and I was obviously exhausted, but that's like a regular day every Tuesday and Thursday. Wow. And I love the grind. I mean, it's almost unhealthy <laughs> that if I- If you're in that car and you're like, you're taking a video and you're like, my eyes are bloodshot right now. I need <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I'm so happy or something like I that. Honestly- delusional but because I love working with some of my clients they really make me so happy and make it worth it Mm. and lately that's amazing I've been hearing that's amazing yeah I've just been hearing so much positive feedback from them and I just get so excited for them when they're benefiting themselves and their health and like that's what I want to focus on like benefiting their health like regardless of what their physique goals are you know like even just moving like more is amazing. And right now to go back to your question is I don't want to be doing this forever. I don't want to be working at 5am to 8pm. It's just not sustainable. And I know I'm going to get burnt out. And my whole part, the whole part of my job is to show up for other people. And I never want to be in a state that I can't do that. And I guess now, so starting in May, I'm actually going part-time on my full job, full-time job, which is really exciting. That's but, a huge step right there. That's a huge step. I'm wishing you all the best luck. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. And we, so I, I just talked to my manager about it a week ago and I was obviously nervous. Like she kind of honestly helped, helped me make the decision, but because I've been picking up with like the, the training stuff and honestly our, our online business as well, I've just been like, okay, I think it's time. I need to put more mm-hmm. effort into this. And it's crazy because when I graduated college at the time in the summer, I was training, it was, it's really hard to get clients in the summer because lots of people are going on vacation and it's just not the best time for the gym. Yeah. 
and I didn't have like a ton of clients. I probably had 10 max, which wasn't giving me a full-time schedule. So it was really hard to picture myself in this position Mm -hmm. somewhere that I could be like a little bit more financially stable to make this a reality. And our goal is to focus more on the online aspect. One, because I feel like we have the best reach that way. And also we can work from anywhere, which I love that aspect of online training and coaching and Mm -hmm. everything and our Instagram too is the perfect way to do that like right now we're really focusing on growing our clientele uh, but specifically turning those followers into possible uh, training clients I was listening to something it was uh I think it might have been Gary V but he was like you don't have a business he was like at the end of the day like when you have a platform on Instagram Mm -hmm. or Twitter you're like leasing out your business if that makes sense because you don't own instagram he was like the key is you want to take those emails right and all those emails you get like you want to take that to your own website and capture all those emails and create your own you know presence there and have that pipeline um so i think like i'm really interested in like the next step from like instagram to now like making it like legit right because everybody can say they're an entrepreneur and create something like on instagram and now it's like, how do you legitimize this? And so I think what you guys are doing with online coaching, I think that's, I mean, that's super cool. I and mean, you can be in freaking Hawaii, you know, setting up a program for somebody and somebody else needs the same program, right? So you don't even have to like write a thousand different programs. You just have it, you know, set up to where it's this specific body type and then everybody else follows that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, everyone's kind of individualized, I would say, but there is a lot of repetitive things. One of the biggest motivators for both of us now is hearing about the positive feedback, like McKenna mentioned before, from all the people that DM us, clients, comment and say like how proud they are and how much we've helped them grow or maybe it's be less intimidated when going into the gym and just things like that. When we see that positive difference that we're making, it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It makes it, it makes us kind of be like, okay, that's why we, that's why we started it. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, no, that's freaking amazing. I think that's like, that's everything at the end of the day. And that's like the driving factor. It like yeah. drives you even with this podcast that I do, like any little review, any little, you know, oh, that what you said there was amazing. You know, that really helped me. I think that's like, kind of takes a step back, especially when you're building something, you're thinking about like, oh, like I got to monetize, I got to monetize, I got to, you know, get some fun. So I quit my nine to five. It's like, hold up, like, what is it really about yeah. at the end of the day, right? And it's tough because like, we're both young, all of us are young. And it's like balancing, like chasing, helping people and then chasing like the money, the wealth. Oh my God, and finding our purpose finding our purpose is a big thing. I have conversations with um, Amanda all the time about like, oh, like I want to like just leave my nine to five now. Like, I just want to like go out and like help this and, and help people. But I also want to like how to make this money. And it's like travel the world, <laughs> travel the world. Right. And it's like, I saw this video the other day that said like, I can't decide if I want to travel the world become like a yoga instructor on the beach, climb the corporate ladder. Like it was just so, I was like, that's so true. Like there's literally, like, I want to do it all. all So many things you can freaking do. There's so many things out there. 
messages like, oh, you're in your 20s, you need to enjoy yourself, but we can't really do that if we also are living at home and don't have a lot of money, you know? Yeah, I think um, I posted something this morning and it just really, I I forgot what I was listening to, but I posted something saying an overnight success takes on average 10 years to happen, right? And a lot of times I feel like, I feel like you either have two choices, right? Everybody is swimming on the same path, right? Like everybody, most people in society, they're on the same current, you know, they're going to a job that maybe they don't necessarily like to take care of bills, to take care of all the things that um, they need to do for their families, whatever, whatever it may be. But a lot of people are not choosing to take the other path, right? And the other path is doing like actually what you really love to do. Like when it's all said and done, like you only have one life, like what do you actually love to do? And I think a lot of people are fearful to chase that because like nobody else, not a lot of people are doing it. And I remember like I talk about sometimes like, hey, like, you know, I'm just, I'm not liking my my job right now. You know, I might consider leaving. And then, you know, there's older people that I have that are like, everybody hates their job at this moment in their life. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. It should not be expected. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it takes risk, right? Like you have to take risks at our age and you got to put in the work now because I think it's like investing, right? Like we're investing in ourselves. And when we get to, you know, 28, 29, 30, 31, you know, 35, 40, 45, like, we're going to be like, wow, like I, I'm so thankful for my younger self for like starting that fitness page, for starting that brand, for setting those, those things up. And now like I get to benefit from it. I might miss a couple Friday nights, a couple Saturday nights. I might miss some weekends partying, but like, Hey, like have my whole freaking life ahead of me, you know? So that is something I've been thinking about when it comes to like entrepreneurship lately. Yeah, you really have to put in the work. But no, um, I have a couple last questions here. I call it the deep end, right? So it's like a fill in the blank. A couple questions I ask every guest. So now that we have, I'm interviewing both of you guys. It's going to be interesting because it's fill in the blank. So I'll go. Do a three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'll go McKenna first. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> I am nothing without. My sister. All right, now you got to say. Now you got to say it. Well, Erica, uh, I am nothing without. McKenna. Gotcha. The world needs. Erica. More positivity. Women supporting women. Women supporting women. And men supporting women too. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's probably more important, honestly. <laughs> it's probably more of an issue. All right. My biggest joy is seeing how much I've grown in my fitness journey. Our greatest battle is the struggle to like believe in ourselves, like when thinking about all like the finances I would say 
like any like you know when we think about buying a house and moving out and stuff like that it's it feels so far away yeah it feels sometimes impossible nine out of ten people say that ourselves that i've had on the podcast because i feel like like nobody can beat us but ourselves at the end of the day so yeah our my biggest battle is definitely deciding my next move um basically just whether or not how big of a risk i want to take and when yeah. i want to do it take the risk do it you know tell you right now do it there's something that you're thinking about in your mind and you have like a big decision you have to make. I think you should do it, whatever that is, do it. Last question here. Each of you guys answer this last one, fill in the blank. We'll go McKenna first. I am someone that thinks gold because. Because I have dreams and goals around this business and I know I'm going to put in the work to accomplish it and make it a reality. Period. <laughs> I'm someone that thinks gold because I know what we have here is something really strong and I know it's going to be successful. It's just about manifesting it. Yeah. Manifesting it. Period. Awesome. All right, Erica McKenna, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time. Real quick, where can people contact you? Where is the best place for people to reach you? Uh, best place for us to be reached is on our Instagram. Move with me. So, if you just search that alone, you could find it. Yes, okay. but there's an underscore in there. So it's move with underscore M period E. Gotcha. Move with underscore period me. Good enough. M, <laughs> M period E. Nobody's gonna find us. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on to the Think Gold Podcast. Appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Erica McKenna. If it was not clear at the end there, their Instagram handle is move with underscore m dot e. Move with underscore m dot e. And there you'll have access to their profile. And they have a link in their bio, which you guys can use to get some online training sessions and connect with them and learn more about their journey and learn more about health and fitness and i think that's what it's all about it's it's promoting people and it's giving people a platform and, and i would really love if you guys could check out their page show support show love next week on the podcast we have a special guest named andrew mole who's actually a pastor and this guy just talks about why we don't see the things that we see or, or read about in the bible and I think this is going to be one of probably the best episodes that I, I, I've recorded. And, and it's going to be an honor letting you guys listen to this one next week. We also have launched our apparel brand on thinkgoldapparel.com. Right now, black vintage Think Gold tees, $25 free shipping. Please show support. And also, if you can leave a five-star review if you enjoyed today's episode, that would be much appreciated. I'm your host, Ivy Frimpong. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Think old. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.